0: hijack hijack hijacking scare hijack hijack there are reports of a hijacked
1: reality what is up everybody welcome back to hijacked reality um this week i am actually posting a Swapcast. So what that is, is I went on one of my friend's shows and they released that a few weeks ago and now I'm releasing it as an episode on my channel. Um, It pretty much flows the exact same as my typical podcasts do. Um, I'm kind of just giving you guys a heads up because right after you hear me talking right here, it's going to um, do the entrance music or beginning music to my friend's podcast. So don't want anybody to get alarmed and think they clicked the wrong podcast. Um, I basically just copy and paste it what he posted to his and put it as my episode for this week. So I hope you guys enjoy. Um, I will be back to just doing my own podcasts again next week. But this was a very, very interesting conversation. And I felt like it was um, only right to post it on my channel because it was it was a really dope conversation with a cool guy. So I hope you guys check out his page. Um, all that information will be at the end. And yeah, enjoy. Welcome to the co-creators, connecting you with artists, innovators,
0: and thinkers who are rewriting the status quo from the creative process, finding purpose, God, and the universe. Here, here you and welcome to The Way Out. I am your host, Keen Simone. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, we have such a special guest, but I'd like to shout out our first sponsor first. Our guest today is a new friend of mine. She just started her own podcast called hijack Reality, which I was lucky enough to guest on last night. I'm assuming it's coming out in a few weeks. She's awesome, and her name is Jackie. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited to do this and I'm excited to put out last night's content.
0: Yeah, thanks for going back to back.
1: It's my first week of podcasting, so back to back was a little, it's a little intimidating.
0: Yeah, you're super busy. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get right into it. Um, when I first went to your profile, because I saw uh, it was actually Sam Tripoli that retweeted you on Twitter. I was like, oh, cool. So I checked out your podcast right away and then on your profile, you had a pinned tweet. Of uh the Pentagon just announced aliens are are real basically, and no one gives a shit. Wow, like so 2020, and that was just like oh cool. Like uh, I wanted to be able to talk to someone about UFOs and stuff like that. Is you know like when you uh when you're finding people in this community, everybody has such like a different view on it. Um, and like I'm always worried about getting that one sucker who just wants to talk about Project Blue Bean the whole time, and I'm like totally anti that. Like I think that's complete psyop and whatever. Anyway, so I just kind of want to hear like where you got into that. Like if you want to tell a little bit about yourself and how you would get, how you got into ETs.
1: Yeah. So funny, I didn't have any Twitter following and there was nothing to do in the beginning of March and April. Um, so I'd walk across the track from across my street and just do laps exercising. And I was reading an article about the whole video that came out about the Tic Tac um spacecraft and the video that the pentagon released
0: so you're That's- reading and doing labs
1: yeah yeah I had <laughs> okay
0: i just had to clear that up
1: in a winter jacket because it was like 40 degrees out but i don't know what made it take off uh, i literally i hated twitter after that but that was like my first time actually using a personal account to talk about anything conspiracy or like weird related because before that i had pretty much kept my stuff normal um coming from being a college athlete, couldn't really talk about that kind of stuff or you kind of got like put on the weird list. So my whole life I've really kept quiet. And then after that took off, I had so many people like you, like-minded people wanting to talk to me about things. So that's when I really started opening up about stuff. But it's even funnier because as much as I like UFOs and I like talking about them, I was so into them at one point that I like, started to hate the idea because I didn't know what I believe in. I think there's so many different ways you could go with what you think about ETs that it's kind of overwhelming, but I do agree with the project Bluebeam. I don't like looking that up at all. I don't like that concept. I don't like that theory.
0: Yeah. So that, um, that's a great way to get into it. Actually. Sorry, I skipped over that, but it's the, the project blue beam is like, it started with, uh, basically a CIA whistleblower. His name is Bill Cooper. Um, he wrote a book called Beyond a Pale Horse, I believe the name is. It's actually quite a good book. And he, well, in like the 80s, he did a talk and said that they're going to basically grab everybody's genetics from some sort of test that everyone's going to line up for because of some deadly disease that ha- might happen around 2020. So that like basically blew up all of his other uh, predictions, I guess you could say. And these come from um, his personal meetings with certain uh high-ranking officials and whatever, whatever, wherever he was. And that Project Bluebeam one, I know you just said you didn't really want to uh, look into it and stuff, but it's good to explain to other people that what the idea is, is that they're going to fake an alien invasion to basically unite us um, falsely against the common enemy and then usher us into a new world order is what uh, the, the speculation is. Yeah, I, th- I think that's like complete bullshit. I think it totally devalues all of the, the sites, um, the, the sightings from the last hundreds and hundreds of years. Like it, it just totally takes all of it off the board.
1: Yeah. And I mean, if there was ever a time for it to happen, if those Project Bluebeam believers were to be right, it would have been either right before or right after this election. So I think the fact that it, this whole year and all the shit that went down past. And Project Bluebeam was not one of them. I don't think that there's much credibility to it left.
0: You see all like the, the trolls when they would quote, um, like like you said, with the Pentagon releasing that um, statement on the UFOs and the New York Times, like kind of digging into it. And now Tucker Carlson on Fox News, um, he's doing many segments on it. Now, like, there is definitely two ways that you could look at it. There's a the one way where it's like, oh, I don't trust anything the mainstream media says. So it's the complete opposite or it's. You know, like there's a slow disclosure happening that just prepping the minds for people who maybe that it's it's a high order like falling down the stairs into into their last where they have to report that. But there is the, the the white hat and the black hat kind of way to look at it, right? And I think that's super important for when you look at things like Project Blue Beam, because the people who are pushing Project Blue Beam are the flat earthers, which um, some of them are fine, but the other ones when they start talking about aliens, they won't even have that conversation not because they don't think they're real, but because they all think that they're all demons. They think every account is, every single alien is some sort of fallen angel that just comes here to steal your energy, which I do believe that that exists, but I don't believe every single one of them is bad. I think it's a PSYOP, like a CIA PSYOP, that they just came into our community and totally just created this niche of like, attack, like attackers. That's a horrible word for it, but they're trolls. They just come out and they just totally poison everything. And then you have to look into all like, the fucking videos that they do, the three-hour things where they're, they're reading a book, and people actually follow that, and it's dangerous, in my, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. And I also think it's ironic that the people in the flat Earth communities, um, the ones that are totally against aliens, but they want you to believe in flat Earth. And I'm not saying there's not validity to their arguments, but if I'm going to sit there and listen to flat Earth, then they should at least be able to be open-minded enough to sit there and talk about aliens not being demons because the concept is like like no more far-fetched. It's far less far-fetched than the idea of a flat earth. So yeah, I agree that everybody should be able to have a conversation whether you think aliens are real or not.
0: So let's let's backtrack a bit. You just started your own podcast. Um, First off, like, how's that going?
1: It's good. It's rough. It's rough. I'm not good at podcasting and I'm not good at editing yet. So the two combined means the podcasts take forever to get prepped for and the editing takes forever to get the videos ready. But the time's getting cut down. So it's making it easier.
0: Honestly, don't feel bad because if you go back to my first episode, which I left it up there, I really need to take it down. But it's the most cringiest thing you'll ever hear in your entire life. So like, don't even worry. Like your first episode was like really good compared to that.
1: Um, <laughs> my first episode had a lot of outtakes, a lot. I got to get better at the interviewing process. Like this so far is feels more structured than my podcast that I did with you. Just because I'm not used to having to structure somebody else's thoughts.
0: Are you, are, are you like worried about talking about um, ETs and aliens on your podcast?
1: No, actually I'm not at all. Uh, I know that there is some, there's some people that are a little bit nervous to touch, to touch the subject, but I, I've never actually run into people in real life that are afraid to talk about it. So I'm just like naturally not afraid.
0: It just seems like this, like that, uh, it's the first gate to a cons- the conspiracy theory world or the uh, truth world. Um, but every single person has an opinion on it, which I think is interesting.
1: Yeah, actually, like even people that have no interest in conspiracies will let you know what they think on aliens.
0: Exactly. It's such a widespread phenomena. And I think it's just one of those things that humans need to know.
1: I agree, especially because I even like researching for this podcast. It always brings up like so many weird feelings for me because I went from someone who didn't think about aliens. To someone who was like, okay, obviously aliens are real. We are not the only ones in this universe. To someone who now, like, this could be a simulation, which means there's no aliens. We're possibly aliens are our future civilizations time traveling. So like the fact that my mind is so open to different possibilities makes it so hard for me to decide what I actually think aliens are.
0: I'm glad you brought that up because when you were first, uh, your first point there was like, Obviously, aliens exist because we can't be alone in this universe, but then you start questioning the universe and you're like, "Holy fuck, maybe they aren't real. You know, maybe we are the aliens or or whatever, right So like I think it's really um hard for normal people to conceptualize it um not hard, but it's either a, yes, they're real or no, they're not real. It's not the alternative third route or wait, what the fuck are we? Where the fuck are we?" you know. So like that, I guess that was what um, we talked about last night a bit was like the whole uh, simulation theory. I used to always think that we were created here and and kind of like boxed in, if that makes sense, not in a bad way, almost like it's like a classroom and we're not allowed availability or we're not allowed to go to the real universe. If that makes sense, not that this is fake, but we're closed off or in, we're in a locked room until we grow up. And then all of a sudden the, the sky is going to change or. The door is going to come off the the top of the world. The sky is going to just disappear and we're going to be able to see everything and they're going to come down and, and we'll just know. I wanted to hear your thoughts on something like that because I feel like there's a probability to it.
1: I definitely agree with that. I especially think that we are just like not on the consciousness level to maybe even understand what aliens are. I think that's one part of it. I also think that even some of the government officials maybe don't know what there is. See, it's hard because if I'm on the side of, yes, aliens are real. This universe is what we think it is. um, We are one of millions and millions of planets. Then I think that it is unfair that we're kept from that knowledge. But I also think that the people running the world need us to think that there's nothing beyond this because once there's something beyond this, then we're a part of something so much more special than we know. Like we're part of an entire universe of other beings that can come in whenever they want and we can travel out. And then when you go to the side of, I'm not sure what we are, so I'm not sure what aliens are, because if I don't even know what we are, how can I even begin to process what the concept of an alien is? And then that becomes like a consciousness thing where I don't think that humans have meditated enough, have gotten to the point where they can... Experience that level of like thinking, especially if it's like a time traveler type situation, or even I don't know if you've ever listened to Duncan Tressel. Yeah. Yeah. So he said one thing once. Um, and I also believe that Elon Musk talked about this, but aliens are really like ideas floating around in a gray space above all of us. Um, and they're just like bits of consciousness floating through the air. And when they find the right antenna in somebody's brain, they go ahead and latch. And that's how we form crazy ideas and new inventions and new thoughts that nobody else has ever had. And then that's the real aliens. It's just the ideas floating around space. And that's kind of like the collective consciousness of the universe.
0: It that like sweeps into our subconscious when something's new and you're like, oh, that's so alien to me.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And like the universe itself and all the billions of stars and planets are kind of like, a consciousness floating around and we're all one being split into 7 billion particles and the aliens are the ideas floating into our brains. And I'm not saying that that's like what I think aliens are. But when I heard that, that's what I was like, you know what? I really don't know what I think aliens are because there are so many things that they could be.
0: Yeah, no, 100%. But with you like saying like they're aliens are just like other ideas, you know, like what if it is just like a stream of consciousness floating and then because you're aware and, and you're here and you're in the now, you're like the I am presence. You're able to pick up on other things floating around in the brain. It's
1: definitely a crazy concept because... It should be, right? Yeah. And it's especially interesting that I people before us, whoever, I'm not even sure who coined the name alien, but alien is really just something that's foreign to your body. And then if we're talking about the earth, foreign to earth, if you're talking about a country, foreign to that country. So it's interesting that alien could literally just be Anything that's foreign to you, which is how I was like, you know, it could be an idea. If an idea is foreign to you, it's an alien idea.
0: There's this, uh, like the group I was talking about last night, GG33. And uh, my followers are pretty privy to them because I had the guy on my uh, podcast.
1: Yeah, he's awesome. I went through some of his tweets today and started to get mind blown. And I had to do research for this. So I had to stop. But his Twitter was, it was so interesting.
0: He's a cool fucking guy. A lot of them, I don't agree with this necessarily they break up words and like they find little tiny words instead of big words. They're they're really into uh, Earth astrology, right? So like the animals, like rat, tiger, stuff like that. So they would find like rat in the matrix or, or rat in like different words and be like, oh yeah, the rat, whatever. Anyway, so they broke down the word alien and it was Gary, like the, the co-leader. He put a dash in between a and why. and it was just like, this is what aliens really are, a lie. And I was just like, Come fucking on, man! <laughs> Come fucking on.
1: I mean, it does fit.
0: It is definitely a C- I think it's a CIA word, alien, because and this is kind of like me backtracking. I'm totally gonna rant here, by the way. When you you brought up a really really good point, and uh, and when you were talking about how government officials might actually not know what aliens are, or they might not have access to what they're what they have to offer. So you got to think about like when we started really waking up and our populace started growing, we started asking questions after the World War II. That's when all the propaganda started coming out. That's when Roswell happened. That's when like things really started trickling down into our society. So what did they do? They did their operation uh, Mockingbird, but they did it through like the entertainment and they made aliens always seem bad. Always bad, always little gray men. They always made them like, oh, they're going to but rape you and they're going to take you up to their ships and do all this crazy stuff and experiments so people who freak the fuck out and that's just like kind of like moved our collective consciousness in such a way that that's how we we are now perceiving them and they did that to us so you have to ask the question why they would want to do that like why would they want to shut us off to the idea of aliens if, and maybe that plays into the whole project blue Beam thing if that's a possibility but i think it's that because they don't have the access to it they don't want us to so I think that we have to accept their uh, existence. We have to embrace their existence, and then we have to match the frequency of their existence for us to be able to interact with them. And we can't do that if we're scaredy cats.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. I also think that that them coming out with all the propaganda could go two ways. Um, they could be doing it in a way, I guess, in a way that they want us to think, like you said, that aliens are bad, just so that we don't attempt to communicate or find ways to pressure them into like contacting them or I don't know. If there are aliens, I think the way that they were perceived on earth means that they have to be good because otherwise they wouldn't have made them seem like evil overlords to us. But on the other hand, um, and this is going to be a shitty comparison, but I was in Salem, Massachusetts. I don't know if... Most of your followers are Canadian, but it's like a witch town in the United States. I was there for Halloween and there's a museum. Yeah, it's super cool. Um, But there's a museum and it's called the Witch Museum and they run through the history of the witches. And basically, when all these witch trials were happening back in like the 1800s in the United States, Hollywood got on the train and made witches seem evil in all the movies and everything just to make people not want to know more about witches to not ask questions because they thought they were evil and to make them seem fake so that people just assumes when you talked about a witch, you were a fucking crazy person. And I think that's exactly what they did with aliens just on a grander worldwide scale. But then I find it super curious because in the last couple, I would say the last decade, it seems like the government has flipped it on us. And now they kind of want aliens to be in the conversation which kind of begs the question, why? Because it seems like they deleted aliens from the narrative for so long that it's weird that all of a sudden you can turn on, like you said, Tucker Carlson. CNN's covered it. When I was looking this up, there were New York Times articles. They all seem to be wanting to talk about UFOs and aliens now. And I think that's like, it's at least weird.
0: Well, like you said, in two ways, right? So right now there's a complete coup going on in the States. They're trying to remove a standing president, rigging the election, whatever. The whole world's eyes are on that. The whole world's eyes has an opinion on. But so the way I explained it a few episodes ago is that you have to choose a timeline, right? There's one or the other at this point. And I guess it kind of goes into our conversation later about like New Earth or whatever. If you look at timelines, every you, you consciously pick it. And the way I looked at it was like Joe Biden or Donald Trump, like what timeline are you going down? Because every single person in the entire world has an opinion. And we'll get into, we'll get into the politics of it, but like, that's just the way I looked at it. And now we have this whole UFO phenomenon coming into the news cycle, with the coup going on, with all the things that Obama did, with all the things that were going on with Hillary Clinton, with all the things that were going on, like, which affect worldwide. They seem like such small things if you were to talk about this to anybody else, but it goes into sex trafficking um, foundations of, of like which, were, which are supposed to be uh, charities, and it, it goes into causing earthquakes into countries just to because they're running low on kids, a.k.a. Haiti. There's so many things to be looking at that we have to unite ourselves to understand. And then all of a sudden, there's this huge fucking distraction. It's like, oh, now we're going to say aliens are real because we don't want you to be able to link with your fellow man and actually connect with them. I think it's working against them, in in a sense, Um, because, like you said, we're doing research today, like the New York Times and stuff has articles on it. But uh, an ex-Israeli scientist just came out and confirmed the Galactic Federation of Light. Yeah. Which is what they call themselves of just a, a band of different factions of aliens from different places. That he, what he said is that we're just not ready yet. So, like, if we're just, but if we're just focusing on like the UFO aspect of it and we're, we're, we're crowding and we're, and we're uh, crowdsourcing and, and putting all these um, thoughts into people's heads just about UFOs, like it doesn't raise a question for their actual existence, if that makes sense. And this kind of seems like a stretch because obviously it does. But it doesn't to a lot of people like we're not actually talking about extraterrestrials. We're talking about fucking UFOs like go deeper. Right. I think it's a distraction. But at the same time, I think that they are getting orders from something really good that it's I think it's time.
1: I definitely agree that it's a distraction. I'm not sure. I'm assuming Canada has pretty similar media structure, but worse. Whether or not you think this about this politician, that about, I mean, it doesn't matter what side of the wings of the bird you're on. It is crazy, at least here, that our media cycle, you could go to jail tomorrow, a major politician, and in two days, everybody's going to forget about it because we're on to the next thing. And the media has just become a monster in that way. But it seems like they keep making aliens stick. That is why I originally thought that if Project Bluebeam had its time to shine at all, it was going to be nail because they have been leading up to this. But I do think that something about aliens, like huge, and I know that huge things have been dropping, but in the media today, even them, what you just said with the uh, ex-Israeli scientists coming out with the Federation, it's still not big enough to wake people up to actually have super deep conversations about it. We would have to have an alien literally drop down on earth and shake hands with human beings, for humans to wake up, I think, because we're just so mind-controlled and brainwashed to just always be hearing big news. I mean, everything is breaking news anymore.
0: Oh, I definitely agree with that. And what you said was like, how it wasn't big enough news, I totally agree with you. But it was the top three trending thing in the United States that day, which is like huge on Twitter. But if you went through the tweets, you have people like uh, Tim Poole, which is like a buddies with Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan himself. Like... They're all kind of mocking it. They're like making fun of it. I mean, yeah, it's funny. I, I shit post and I make fucking jokes and stuff like that. But they should be like really pursuing this kind of that kind of thing. Like that's like actual news from someone high up in the government who's out of the government now who, who puts his life on a line to confirm something that is classified. Right. So like, there's just so many ways that you could go with it. It blows my mind.
1: I love Tim Pool. But yeah, I do think he fucks around sometimes a little too much. But have you, um, it was a Joe Rogan episode right after he switched over to Spotify. So it was about two weeks ago with Jacques Valle. He's French. He, um, was an astronomer and he wrote all these books on UFOs and researching. He broke down Roswell, um, in this episode, it's like a three hour long podcast that was super interesting. I mean, the stuff he was saying, I can't really do justice. So I don't know if you watched it or any of your listeners watched it, but if anybody listening is super into aliens, I highly suggest that episode. He um, went into where the Roswell um, pieces went after that whole mission and the, the stuff crashed. They actually took them into two jets. So, you know, the media came out and they threw this stuff on the ground. They're like, look, it's fake. It was a weather balloon. But in reality, the U.S. government sent two jets because they needed to split the material up so that if one jet went down, they didn't lose the material because that's how much they needed to study it. And he's like, right then and there, I knew that that was something that was absolutely nothing like they had ever seen before, that they needed to protect it. He was saying they were picking up pieces that were as big as a car and holding it with one hand. And it was metal, and they couldn't figure out what it was. Um, And he was studying it, and he has friends that were studying it, but they were all split up studying different parts of it. And they were never allowed to know who was working on other parts so that none of them could come out and say what it was. None of them could make a definite claim on what Roswell was. Um, But he wrote in his book all about it. And I mean, I know people that study UFOs and aliens, um, people either like hate them or love them, depending on what your opinion on aliens is. But he's actually written so many books that he'll go back and say, you know what, the research in this book wasn't good enough. I actually don't believe what I said in this book anymore because I have studied so much that I've learned this. And I think that's really dope because he'll straight up come out and say, you know what? What we thought 10 years ago is not true because we didn't have the technology to understand this concept of alien life.
0: It's like uh, constantly evolving, right? So it's it's really cool that you brought up Roswell. Actually, I wanted to talk to you about that. Have you heard of uh, the Montauk Project? Yes. Okay, so like the with the Phil Def experiment and like taking kids and turning them into. So there are people really digging into that, that there's someone that was saying that it was actually humans that crashed Roswell from the future on purpose to give us certain technology, like you said, like whatever they had to do to split it up. And that was where we got the looking glass technology. So the looking glass technology is basically that you're able to um, remote view the future by looking through it. Um. So I just thought that was always like an interesting theory of like how that created the Molotov project of basically they were, they were trying to peek into the future and do their risk management due to that. Like if, if I were to do this, I could see the future from that. I was wondering what you thought about that theory of like it actually not being aliens, but us from the future giving us technology because like, it could play both ways, right?
1: Yes, that's actually what makes me not know what aliens are. Because yeah, if everything is how we say it is, 100% there's life outside of this earth. But the fact that we don't know what this is and what if we are a unique species? Well, then it's not far-fetched to think that possibly people on a different timeline than us, but us nonetheless, our species of human, just a thousand years down the line are time traveling back. We go and travel the ancient, to the ancient pyramids. We go to Mexico to visit temples. And we're always going back to look at history. We're always going back to look at what ancient civilizations built. So in a thousand years, if they have time travel technology, of course, those people are going to want to come back and see what we did. And I think that that's probably a very, very probable reasoning for what aliens are.
0: That would make sense of why they never come down and land and talk to us because that would just change the future, right? So if they're just looking at us and we're looking at them, it's already happened. It's whatever. If anything, it just wakes us up and speeds up the process longer. Um, the question I have for you next is um, kind, of, kind of builds on that. Do you think they're among us right now, walking?
1: Yes. I think if they're aliens from different planets, then yes. I think that if they have technology good enough to travel through time, travel through space, um, to have technology and spacecrafts as described from people that have seen them, I think that it is very reasonable that they would have technology to blend in with us and to be able to study us on the ground. There would be no other reason for them to travel to Earth other than to study us, so why would they not?
0: No yeah, it definitely makes sense.
1: I mean, if we knew that Mars had life on it and they were primitive apes that were just on the brink of Evolving into human beings. We would have cameras, technology, boots on the ground on Mars to study them, backing up, probably not interfering with them because we want to see how they evolve naturally in their world. But if they're so much less advanced than us and we could learn our history through them or see what they were going to do next, I we would do it in a heartbeat. So you have to imagine that aliens would be a much higher frequency. Beings in us would want to do it to us.
0: Just to kind of put a lot of perspective in my mind. I never really thought about it like that.
1: Joe Rogan, someone on his show years ago talked about that. And that's what made me be like, you know what? It would make sense because if we had the chance to study humans a thousand, two thousand years ago at the start of the earth, when they were going from apes to cavemen, we would 100% be there documenting it.
0: You think that there's uh, there's a possibility of aliens walking among us. What do you think that would mean for if some of them are bad?
1: You mean the aliens were bad?
0: Yeah, let's say some of them that were walking around us, not all of them, but some of them that were walking around us were bad. Or certain political figures or certain key key figures in our power structure, pyramid structure.
1: I think that chaos and division would be their best friend. And that's exactly what we're seeing now. I think that they would find any way to manipulate us into disliking each other. Because if you imagine that they're different species and we're our species, being able to divide our species instead of having us all band together would be the number one goal. And if they are on Earth right now, they would be winning because we're all divided for a million different reasons.
0: Yeah, that was a good answer, actually. Um, it kind of makes me want to tell a story actually, um, a few months after I woke up, I have a great grandmother that I was walking up the stairs to her neighbor's house to pick up some books. I'm just like holding her hands on the steps, like she's a lash out of my arm. It's like I enter her neighbor's house and the husband opens the door and he lets us in. we're talking, whatever, I'm like, whatever small talk kind of joining the conversation. And uh, the wife walks out from the living room into the hallway. And like everything my body just started shaking like i was like it was weird like vibrating in a bad way like kind of like i was like in a microwave and like my eyes just latched onto her and hers were latched onto mine and she was looking at me like that she knew that i knew something was up about her and i was just we were just looking into each other's eyes and like we just said hi like to basically for her husband and my great grandma not to realize that we were just having some weird Uh, sexual tension just kidding but she (laughs) she was like i swear to god it was the most weirdest experience of my life and i told you about some weird fucking experiences in in our last podcast it was like i just knew she was not fucking human and she knew that i knew and it was it was it was scary like after i was like coming down of like this weird high that was not good but i wasn't like tripping I, i was just anxious like super anxious the instant i looked at her
1: that is weird.
0: Yeah. It was fucking weird. I have no explanations for it. And it's just I just go back to think like maybe we were just infiltrated, you know, like maybe their fucking planet blew up or something. They're just here and just like the Nazis came here, you know, it's just like so much things are running into through my head after that experience. And like I'm happy that I had an actual experience to be able to like base um this belief, I guess, on, or this like theory. Because otherwise I just feel like I'm fucking crazy. But I don't know. I just want to share that. I've actually never shared that on my podcast before. So it was, it was fucking freaky. Have you ever had UFO experience or any kind of thing to justify? Um,
1: So I don't, I honestly have never talked about it. Um, I don't know if I've had a UFO experience. I didn't really think I did, but then I was driving back from the shore this summer with one of my friends I have it on film. Um,
0: like Jersey Shore?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah, It's like an hour and a half from Philly. Um, we were driving back and there was some weird light in the sky. Could have been an airplane. We're close to the ocean. Probably was. But it was so weird that we got out my phone while I was driving to film it. And if you're familiar with Jersey highways, there's no... Um, highway lights. It's just completely, you're in a pine bearing forest. So you're driving dark as hell. And this light was just floating. It was getting closer to us. It was going farther away. It was like going across the sky. It was not any type of normal activity for a plane. But again, I have no idea what it was. That was the only thing I have even remotely close to um, an experience with aliens.
0: Well, it's a good thing that other people saw it too, so.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. she she was the one that like hit my arm. She's like, what is that? And I was driving, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to film. I just know enough about weird shit happening that I'm going to film this. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's, that's good. And I was telling you about everybody who listens to my podcast knows about my uh, UFO story when I saw like 13 in the sky all flying into a storm. They looked like Chinese lanterns, but they were in a formation and faster. Full disclosure: A lot of my listeners know that I have over a hundred sightings. Like I see a lot of UFOs, like really? a lot. Yeah, it's like. And is that
1: like a thing where you live, or is that just a thing with you?
0: I couldn't tell you honestly. Um, I'm just
1: because in, in the United States, there's like hot spots where people see. Like Sedona
0: sightings. and stuff. Sedona, yeah. yeah. I was out um, in
1: Utah this summer, and I was begging to see an alien. It is that right a hot Yeah, right where Post Malone lives, which is, I knew that that was a hotspot anyways, but he was on a podcast talking about how he sees the weirdest fucking shit. Utah's like Sedona on steroids. Like Utah's out there. Yeah, it's out there. We were in Zion, which is just all mountains and hiking and nature. And there's barely civilization. So yeah, I was hoping that entire time I would see an alien, but no, nothing.
0: So when I was telling you last night about me and my girlfriend, like, planning on if things get worse here just moving to texas we basically decided today for utah and it's something that she's always wanted to do i've never even looked at a fucking picture of it but i'm like i just want to get out of canada so yeah let's go now that you're telling me that it seems like it's totally worth it
1: utah's beautiful and real estate's nice um there are mormons there that's like a mormon state i don't know if you guys like Awesome. Have actually looked into uh, Utah, but that's like the running joke there. It's just all Mormons, but it's beautiful. And it in now that we're talking about aliens. Like, it's funny that I would talk about Utah right after you talked about Utah. It's like confirmation. Yeah, it's
0: perfect. It is confirmation. Definitely. Um, back to me seeing like hundreds of um, ships and stuff. I obviously told my girlfriend, like, as we started dating and stuff and seeing cool stuff. And she's totally open to everything. We have conversations like we would have, right? Like absolutely everything. She's like, show me. I was like, fuck it. Okay. So we would stargaze. Probably saw four or five. And she just looked at me like every single time. She's like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Do it again next night, four or five. And it became such a thing. Like we would get an Airbnb somewhere in the middle of nowhere. And we would just watch them. And it's it's just like a thing. Like she's like totally numb to it now. Not numb in like a bad way, but like, it's like, it's just cool for her. The ones that I would see look like kind of like stars in the sky that would like jump, like kind of like you're skipping a rock. But like I've said, I've seen some like actual fucking lights like really close to me. Me and my girlfriend were walking out of my buddy's house and we saw what looked like would be a meteor, but it was, like I said, a lot fucking closer and it was shooting colors out of it, like really blue. And like, it was like those like red, like, you know, when you stop a train and you see all the sparks fly out. Yeah. It kind of looked like that, but blue and red. And we just looked up. That was the first time we saw something together. And we just both looked up and looked at each other. Like, that was the coolest one I've ever seen. And I had like 13 in a row. That was fucking cool. So it's, I don't know what, what the fuck it is, but it's definitely something uh, pretty awesome. That I've do you think
1: that seen. any of them could have been comets? Like, do you actively look for like shooting stars as well to like debunk yeah. them?
0: Yeah. I, I've seen actually a lot of shooting stars and they're a lot fucking faster shooting stars but these things are you you can see them they squiggle
1: okay and then
0: they stop and then they go and they skip like they turn off and on and off and on and then they make a really bright like almost like they're shining a flashlight obviously it's not but just like you can see it's prevalent it's not a fucking star it's not a comet it's not a meteor it's like being controlled. and i can't tell many people i'm telling a lot of people about this right now but like in my real life walking around i can't tell people that i don't know it's fucking cool It's cool it's
1: cool Maybe you have some type of connection.
0: I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't talk about it on Skype. They're going (laughs) to come for me. (laughs) Um, The next thing I wanted to talk about, the new age. Right now, if you go on whatever, hashtag whatever, or you just go through their love and light pages, it seems like everybody now is a channeler and everybody's a Palladian. I don't know if you're really familiar with um, that whole community. but Somewhat,
1: Somewhat. Somewhat.
0: I just, I, w- I wanted to know like what you thought about it. Um I think it's, how would I say, dangerous to us, it's dangerous to our actual movement because you look at these hippies who are now 22, 23, and they're just like dancing around in their weird colorful pants. And they're they're saying like, oh, like I'm channeling the Palladians, I'm channeling my family, the stars, and then nothing's coming, nothing's being told. It seems like it's a bunch of gaslighting. So when people come into the community and they're like really interested in this stuff, they see that it's a complete turn off, in my opinion. And I'm not, I don't want to like roast them or whatever, but I think it's dangerous, especially if, if something really were to pop off. Like even for them, you know, like imagine we find out that some of us are actually are, like what we talked about, we, we come from different times of the universe, all for this right now moment with the singularity. Like, But I don't know, what do you think about that? Like everybody kind of on this, like, I'm an alien just because I don't fit in.
1: Yeah, I definitely think that that's dangerous. I think you can kind of relate that even to people that might not be into alien talk to the same type of people that pretend like they're a medium and can connect to the other side or to the dead. And then they charge people and kind of tell them things about the other side that isn't true. I think it's almost like the same thing. It's gaslighting. If shit were to pop off and people start turning to them, they don't know. They're going to make up lies. They have a bunch of people kind of backing them when they don't actually know what they're talking about. And I also find that people that, now obviously there are real people that are talking about this. And this is not to discredit the people that truly have a connection or have looked things up. But I find that people that maybe just find their space in this community, because this community of like people that question everything, it's super open because we're open-minded people. So I think that sometimes when people don't fit in, they find this community as a way to fit in because we let everybody in basically. Um, But I, I find that a lot of people don't do much research or like meditation or like deep soul searching to even know that that's what they are or to understand the concept that they're really preaching about. So I do think, like you said, it's dangerous because people turn to them. And if you find those hashtags on like Instagram or Twitter, they have a ton of followers.
0: Mm -hmm. It's, it is, it's also dangerous for the individual themselves um, because when you do break out of programming and you are searching for something, you are malnourished. You're not taking care of your body. You work for a really long time and all of a sudden you have the spark inside of you and you're searching for something. And these people seem to have it, except what they tell you is that they give you this checklist. It's like, do you not fit in? Do you sometimes get headaches? Or do you sometimes get anxious in certain social positions or situations? you might just be a Palladian, or these are just symptoms of um, you waking up to your galactic origins. It's like, no, if you have headaches a long time, you should probably get that checked out, you should drink some water, you should get some vitamins and stuff like that. Like, I feel like if you are able to, like if you are a logic-based person and you you take care of yourself properly and you're like, you're totally nourished to like a good extent. And honestly, it sucks for me to say, but I think a lot of it is mental illness too of just like totally just um, creating this whole persona of yourself and then being able to go into those things like the symptoms, any of the symptoms of what it may be like when you're waking up as a Palladian. I don't think any of those are good. Like none of those. Should. If you were really waking up as a Palladian, I think a lot of different things would probably be happening. And that's yeah, like, aliens are such, yeah. such
1: an advanced species. You think that headaches are going to be the trigger for you waking up? I get a migraine every day. I guess <laughs> yeah. that I could fit in that group.
0: So just imagine like you're, you're broken, right? You just found out the whole world to lie. And then you have somebody giving you a plate, you know, like you're starving, you're really hungry for some truth. And someone just gave you some McDonald's, and you're like, this, they're, really they're just saying like, this will hold you over, but you're gonna keep coming back because McDonald's is addicting. So they're gonna get in their information, they're, they're sourcing it from different sources. And then they're creating this like beautiful, magical, colorful palette for you. I don't know, like I, I feel like those people are, are, are horrible people for one because they know they're bullshitting and they're hurting people in a sense and I'm not and I'm not discrediting the people who know they're legit and because I do know that there are symptoms to awakening and I do know that headaches are part of it with like I've had a lot of experiences with my penile gland and there is like a lot of pressure and there's a lot of stuff that goes on but it's like you said it's not a fucking migraine and it's not like a daily migraine and if you can't um, handle yourself in certain social situations like that I think that's a lot Uh, deeper rooted than awakening
1: than being an alien
0: yeah or or if you um are sensitive to energy and and you can just like you can feel things properly like maybe you're not channeling a a super advanced species like maybe you're just you have open receptors like you you can just read situations properly or you can i don't know It's, it's such a tough such a subject because i do know of real serious channelers and i've had really fucking cool experiences with them and I, I agree. Know we're
1: out there yeah i have a lot of people i know that are have psychic abilities and channeling abilities and i have i'm not a channeler i'm not a psychic but i have very very like easy to read people i have a lot of the things that people will be like oh that's what i got into channeling that's not my thing but it's a shame that the people that do like if i feel bad saying lie but lie about this or like think that they're waking up and being this person that they're not. It stinks that they're taking away from the people that truly, truly have like out of this world gifts that they want to share with other people.
0: No, a hundred percent. I uh I, I used to when I was first waking up, I was like, oh I'm gonna see a fucking psychic. Like this is my thing. I met a lot of fake ones. A lot of fake ones. But recently I just had this nudge in me. I actually had a synchronicity. Like I was telling a friend was telling me that she just got a crystal. I was like, oh, cool. Like you should go to the hedgerage to go get another one. It's is a, a place nearby my um my work. And uh she's like, Oh, yeah, that's where I got it. And I was like, Oh, cool. Anyway, I was like, Well, maybe I'll just go for a reading. So I went to the store and the lady that let me in, I literally just helped her at my work the night before. So I was like, Okay, I think I'm supposed to be here. So I walk in, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna get a 15 minute reading, 30 bucks, whatever. I walk in and she looks at me, she's like, Whoa. Well, and I'm, you know, I'm kind of like in like a troll mode. And just like, well, oh, let's see if this is real. I'm like, oh, what'd you feel? She's like, you're moving soon. You're thinking March to the States. And I sat my fucking ass right down. I was like, what the fuck? And she told me, she's like, yeah. Um, and she stopped for a second and she like nodded her head a bit. She's like, I think you'll be gone by April. And I was like, did you just go on my Instagram or something? Like, how the fuck did you know that? So we had like a full, we had like a 30 minute conversation. Everything she said was like, Fucking serious. She told me, she's like, chicken, I can feel it off of you. You're a very open minded person and you know a lot of shit. And I was like, I can't discredit this shit at all. Like, it, it was so mind blowing. And for anybody like nearby where I live, just say, hit me up. I'll send you right to her. And every, anybody else, she has like an email that she does Zoom calls for 15 minutes.
1: That's amazing. Now, I have an aunt that is super, super into this stuff. And we've both been into this stuff. Started out loving ghosts and things like that. She has like psychic abilities. Um, but she got into Reiki, and through Reiki, which I didn't understand it, and now that I have actually looked into it, is super, super interesting. Again, for the people that actually have that ability and gift, not the people that just pretend like they do for money.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But she... I'm
0: level two activated. I'm a certified Reiki healer.
1: Are you? So,
0: yeah, I would like barely told anybody that because, like you said, I just got into it and I That's was like, so oh, I can do it. And I started getting reiki sessions on me by a lady, and I literally felt shit. Like my hair would stand up and she would put her hand there. And I know, I know though that, that happens sometimes. But like I oh, felt but- fucking heat. And she would like move her hand around me. She like, she, this is a fucking crazy story. She put um crystals on all my chakras, and she was working on my third eye. She like did the thing with the third eye or whatever. And she's like down by my feet, but she's kind of doing it like remotely. That makes sense, like a few feet away. And I'm closing my eyes and she's like just close your eyes and see whatever you see. And I closed my eyes and I seen this like orange, weird snake. It wasn't like a snake, but it, the energy was like that. And like, I'm not really, I don't really see things with my third eye. I can just really perceive things and I can just understand things really easily. So I was actually seeing this thing. I was like, well, this just fucking cool. And it turned into a figure, like a, a person. It was so fucking weird. It was literally Jesus. And I'm not a Jesus guy. Like I believe, I believe in God and, but it was like Jesus, like the way that we would picture him, if you were to close your eyes and picture Jesus, it was him orange as this weird glowing energy, just like it sounds so weird. You know what Motley Crue is?
1: Yeah. The yeah. band.
0: He was like, kind of like dancing as if he was dancing to one of their songs. And that's the only thing I could think of. And I could see his sandals. Like, I, it, like the detail was weird with the energy. Anyway, like she had her hands on my, like my, on my legs, working on my third eye, and she like lifted up really quickly. So obviously like I jolted up and I opened my eyes and was like, what the fuck? She's like, you just shape shifted. And like I'm just like, okay, like, what what do you mean? I just shape shifted. You know, I wasn't like totally buying it. She's like, um, you literally just looked like Jesus for like five seconds. And I I just stopped talking. Like I was I was frozen solid. I tried telling her about what I just saw, and I couldn't even like put it into words, you know? And that's not something that I could tell anybody. And a lot of people listening are probably like, oh, it's a coincidence or whatever. But just like that confirmation of just while I was being healed and while I was seeing him, the, ex- the extent of the detail, it blew my fucking mind. So I pursued that. I was like, Hey, I want you to teach me how to do Reiki. Because when, I, when she was doing Reiki on me, my hands would drop and I asked her why that is, and she's like, well, you're likely a Reiki healer in a past life, so it'll be easy for you to learn. So She taught me. And That's it's,
1: incredible. I know, I, I've,
0: only I've been waiting on that.
1: to get a Reiki like healing. Um, I wanted to do one back in like March. I was like kind of getting into it. Then COVID hit. And I was like, eh. I was skeptical about doing one on FaceTime, even though I've heard great things from it. Mm-hmm. And then my aunt, she was here for Thanksgiving. She just became one in the last couple of months. And I, I want someone to do one via zoom for me now because I just can't wait because I just want to be able to experience that because I heard it's so cool.
0: I have a lady for you. Her name is Susan Long. She uh Lives in the States. She lives in fucking Utah, actually, I'm pretty sure. It's weird. Um, weird. Yeah, she, I was introduced through her because I was looking into holographic projections, probably a total different podcast topic, crazy shit. Um, and my friend's like, yeah, I just talked to her because she knows a lot about this stuff. So I talked to her for a while. She said she's just working on a business. She can't talk right now. We started talking about like uh, remote viewing and like just weird shit. And she's like, Yeah, I'm also like a Reiki healer. And I was like, Oh, do a session on me. And through FaceTime, she did a session on me and I felt it was 10,000 times more powerful than the girl who was doing it on top of me, which I knew for a fact was real. And she was telling me things she could, while she was over my head, she could see my memories. That's crazy. Yeah. Like it's fucked. And she's, she's so good. Yeah, Super no, good. please
1: do. I, yeah, I, I definitely yeah. want to experience that. But before, like this year, I really didn't know anything about Reiki. And now it seems like huge. So I'm excited to do it. My aunt, through that, because she's just in this world too, I'm actually going to have her on a podcast to explain Reiki. But she has a friend who is a psychic and she is amazing. I really want to get her on and do like, maybe possibly if she's into it, I don't know. I haven't even talked to her. I'm just basically manifesting this. But like, do maybe like a live Instagram or something where she can read people because I heard she's incredible, but... It's a shame that people, like you were saying where you meant fake mediums or fake psychics, and it's it sucks for the people that actually have that ability because that ability is almost like a burden. It's amazing, but also 100%. a burden to them. And then you have people that are profiting off of it and don't have any of the burden put on them and they're just making money for lies.
0: Yeah, you put that in a really good way. And like to go back to like when I said like meeting like a, a fake psychic. It, it was just like uh, tarot card readings that didn't make any fucking sense. And not that it didn't make sense because I didn't want to hear the information that she was giving me because it was kind of hurtful, you know, what she was saying. But uh, it just didn't make any sense, like nothing she was able to do. And maybe that's on me, whatever, because I know sometimes you can block your energy. But like just like shit like that, I just feel it ruins it for a lot of people. Like my girlfriend, she probably will kill me for saying this. Psychics like, can't read her. I like I brought her to that place and none of the psychics were able to read her. And I even gave her the email to do a Zoom call with the lady I did who's 100% real. And they did like a full half an hour and she didn't even end up charging her because she said, I can't read you. And she used to always think it's because her energy was blocked off. Like she would like block off because maybe it's trauma or maybe it's whatever, right? So like she just doesn't let anybody in. But the psychic was basically telling her, she's saying, psychics can't read other psychics. She said, you're an intuitive healer you're an intuitive empath and you're supposed to be doing what I'm doing right now she said pick up your tarot card deck and she didn't even know that she had a tarot card deck but she does she's like you need to pick that back up obviously there's like uh situations like that but I just feel like that was like an interesting to add
1: definitely well before we even move on I don't know if you mind me asking but if you're into Reiki have you tried reading her or like doing anything on her and having like a different experience than when you do it on other people?
0: No, actually. Um, full disclosure, I, after I was certified and did it, I only did it on myself because I'm selfish and I tried <laughs> to do it <laughs> and I tried to do it on other people and it was harder to focus. If that makes sense. It was like, I, I tried to do it on my girlfriend, like when she's upset or something or like she has like some blockages or whatever, like I, I can, I can feel that. And sometimes I feel where she has blockages on me. So I know exactly where it is and it's a fucking burden now, 100%. But like I don't, I haven't like I I would never start a business with it. I would never charge anybody to do it. And honestly, I wouldn't even want to do a session with someone because I wouldn't be able to give them the results that people I know like to do it. Because it's not something I necessarily care to train myself with. Yeah, it's not something that I really want to pursue. It's just I know I have it now, and I know how to do it.
1: It would be a waste to not, with somebody that good, is telling you that you have that type of power. It's a waste. I mean, I don't know how many gifts you get in this life. So to be able to do something like that is kind of incredible but like you said it, the fact that you can sit there and um appreciate that it's a burden means that you definitely have it because people that don't have it don't even understand that it would be a burden
0: yeah 100 percent. and like you said about the gifts and not the boast, but like i don't focus on that gift as much like i said in the podcast we just did and which definitely realized over like i said like i'm a dreamer um so like last november i don't know I would call it like some weird like prophecy dream and I really started to train myself to dream I really started to train myself to be lucid in dreams and I don't know, that's, I guess that's my gift
1: can you astral project because I'm like you said with you're not like super interested in that skill mm-hmm. I'm super interested in learning how to astral project but I've been lazy in my execution of actually training for it because I've been doing so many other things but that's probably my goal in 2021 is to at least attempt to do it. So have you ever done it?
0: Yeah, I've done it. And I've tried to do it. And a few times it kind of scared me because um, it's like a weird feeling, right? Like your body starts to buzz a lot. Um, honestly, I, I, I would try to do it right before I go to sleep. So as I would fall asleep, I'd be more lucid because you have to be extremely aware of your surroundings, aware of your body and aware of your, your being while you're trying to do it. Like you're basically trying to make your body fall asleep. And then once your body's asleep, you're trying to move without moving your body, as in trying to leave your body with just your being. So if I find it, I found it easier to do that right before bed and allow my body to fall asleep. And then kind of train myself to dream instead of leave my body. I don't care to go walk into like the woman's change room and look at people naked while masturbating, projecting, right? Like I want to go look at timelines. I want to go look at like cool, magnificent structures I've never seen before. And I'm able to do that. Like when I find myself lucid in dreams, I can fly. I can do anything I want. And there's certain uh, certain situations, which I've talked about on um, other podcasts where like, I find myself in training sessions. I find myself training for things where I'm lucid as fuck. And I'm, I'm able to, I don't know, train. And there's certain scenarios. Like one time I, I was leading my family and my friends to this weird camp where everybody was fighting. And a bunch of ships just came and picked us up and like saved us from all the fighting. And as I'm up in the ship, I'm looking at my wrist and there's like a uh, a score. And I'm like, oh, I scored this on this run. Like it was just in my head. Like I've done this before. I've done this many times, and now I finally got it. And I don't know. Like I just have weird fucking dreams like that where I just I, I add more validity to those, and I would a uh, different kind of gift. Um. So for the actual projecting thing, like, no. I I won't tell you that I've like mastered it or anything or but yeah, I've done it and it, it freaked me the fuck but out. But
1: you can't it's it's definitely a um achievable goal.
0: Yeah, it honestly is for everybody. Um a lot of people like myself just kind of get scared out of it. Um I not that I was scared out of it, but like I said, way better dreaming. Totally way better dreaming. Um because a lot of people find their shadow person while they're actually projecting. Or
1: yeah, uh, I'm afraid paralysis. of astral projecting um i've definitely had a lot of um like darker figures that i felt around me so like astral projecting i definitely am afraid to do in general
0: you can but get I attacked like, you can like yeah. literally and get attacked and, and you, you don't know how to your protect yourself right
1: open now.
0: exactly like put this into like consideration right like you're really interested in it um but you just asked me like if i've ever done it and like kind of like how to do it right so think of yourself as like a serious beginner in that manner, where sure you do it, but what are you going to do when you get there? And that's what a lot of people ask when you're about to lucid dreams dream. It's like, what's the first thing you would do? Some people can't even answer that question. But when you get into the astral realms, you're vulnerable. So you need to be able to build up your energy field here while you're protected inside your shell. And then once you do that, you'll be able, Because once you're there, you're going to think these beings have been there forever. they're they're stuck there they're whatever they're they're lurking lurking waiting for you you are literally um a big fucking flashlight going on and off in a big dark empty field and you're just flickering it just looking for things letting things come to you so you need to know how to defend yourself i don't know if i'm scaring you out of trying it but it's definitely doable to protect yourself but
1: i've read a lot of books on it Just because I've been interested. It's crazy that the movie Insidious, as everybody thinks, it's like just a scary movie. They hit a lot of very good and serious points on astral projecting while he's in that psychosis. Like Mm -hmm. that is basically what it is for anybody who's never looked into it. But yeah, no, I know that there's so many dangers, which is kind of why I haven't gotten down to teaching myself, especially because the house I live in is haunted. And I know everybody like rolls their eyes when they hear haunted, but everybody that walks in our house is like, okay, whoa. Like there's a whole energy in this house.
0: Can you tell so, me a story?
1: Somebody apparently died up in our attic. Um, Best place a to die. Lady. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> this is like a super, super old house. It's like 105 years old. And it's on one of the original um, trolley tracks that ran from Philadelphia, which is obviously one of the first cities out to like where I live. So this whole area was like really one of the first areas once people started like moving out of cities back in the beginning of the country. So anyways, this house is old and yeah, there's like a presence in our attic and then in our like second floor and down the steps to our first floor, not so much on the first floor. She's a friendly spirit, but 1000% present and It's hard, though, when there's presences to know if it's one, if she has multiple, if multiple can come in or out of the house because there's already an energy and a presence here. So as much as I want to learn to astral project, I'm not like fully comfortable doing it in this house.
0: Yeah, that's definitely a good reason to not be comfortable. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever like seen her?
1: Once. I've seen her once. Probably we moved here about 12 years ago. I saw her once about eight years ago. When you walk up my steps, you walk up and you turn and it's all three bedrooms. And the last bedroom has steps up to the attic. That bedroom is freezing cold at all times. The attic is freezing cold at all times, which is funny because that's where I have to work out right now during the whole lockdown. That's like where my... So I like, we like have a half finished attic. Half of it's rubbed and has a TV and it's nice. And then the other half is like closed off storage, bad vibes. Um, But I'll only work out when the sun's up. But um, (laughs) we have a pool in our backyard and we were having like a little party. And I went upstairs to go grab towels. So as I like turn the corner, you can see all three bedrooms from the landing of the steps. And I thought that my mom was in her room. Cause the whole back was to me. So I like went to go get her and be like, yo, go get your friend's tails. Cause it was her party. And I was like over it. And as soon as I went to like open up her door, the whole thing like disappeared. Whoa! but I That's wasn't like, tricky. I wasn't like scared. Cause like, ugh. like I said before, I can like feel things. Like I knew when we moved into this house that there was a presence. So did my aunt, my mom never believes me. And so my aunt walked in and she was like, whoa, like you need to get this house like blessed or you need to like talk to whatever's in this house. Cause this, whatever's in this house is, doesn't like that you moved in. Mm-hmm. Then once we got in settled, she's fine. But, um, that, that was like when I knew that like everything I'd ever felt and like recognized about like presences and spirits, I was like, okay, that was all confirmed. Cause that was 100% her spirit, but Ever since that, I don't see her. We just hear her walk around the house or like sometimes she'll sing or like talk. She also, there's a radio that we have. Um, It's a Bose. It's like a super nice radio that we have in our dining room. And it goes off every night to static. We have CDs in all the chambers. We have it on a radio station. So if it goes on, it would automatically turn on music. It just turns on static. Every night. So now we just leave it unplugged. It's like a four hundred dollar radio. We leave it unplugged unless we actually want music on, we have to go in and plug it in because we can't leave it on.
0: What the hell? That's pretty awesome though.
1: It's, it's cool. cool. It's cool until you have people over and you wait until they're like comfortable in your house and then you're like, Oh, let me tell you a story. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, my uh my old house was haunted too. Um one night I was I had my well, was my ex-girlfriend. Um, like she was uh staying late and I fell asleep and then she left. Her mom picked her up. I was I, I was half asleep and she left, went right back to sleep. And then during the night I felt her around my arm like had my arm around her. I was like, okay. So like I kinda like squeezed in, you know. And then I was like, wait, what the fuck? I opened my eyes, my hand, like it smashed all the way over and like uh, my bed was against the wall. It hit the wall. So it hit the wall enough hard enough to make me wide awake my she tv does. my tv's on and it's just blue screen and there's a fucking chick at the end of my bed not my fucking girlfriend at the time in a white dress and like just hair over the face and like it sounds so cliche but like i, I just closed my eyes a little bit and like she left fine perfect um, next day girlfriend uh, at the time didn't believe me my mom didn't believe me that night i was watching a show on netflix um colony great show I was on episode two. I remember I was on episode two. It was at 10 o'clock. I fell asleep while I was watching it. And I woke up butt-ass naked. I had clothes on. I woke up butt-ass naked, sitting up, freezing fucking cold. And I was on episode eight at um, 3 o'clock. But the way that I fell asleep wasn't in a traditional way. Like I felt like I closed my eyes. And then I just opened them again at 3 a.m. So I'm like, yo, what the hell? And like my back hurt. This is the most important part. My back hurt a lot. Anyway, I just went back to sleep. I didn't really think anything of that because of the crazy experience I had the night before that did not top it. I went to shower the next morning. My back still really hurt, so I turn around and look myself in the mirror, and there's a ring around my middle uh, vertebrae in my spine. Like it looked like kind of like zits, and I don't really have. I never have back zits, so I'm like, yo, what the fuck? It was like a perfect circle. So I took a picture of it, send it to my girlfriend at the time. I'm like, look, I fucking told you something weird is going on. I'm, I walk out of the shower um, to my room. I open the door, big burst of like really super fucking cold air. And my light blew out. Like, you know how the light just kind of like dims out and goes out. It like, I fucking ran upstairs in my towel. I told my mom all about it. Didn't believe me again until my girlfriend at the time came over that day. Two hours later, I sat them down and I told them, I was like, I'm really fucking freaked out right now. Like, something's here, it does not fucking like me. It does. It, it's trolling me and I, I don't know what to do. I messaged the, uh, the girl we bought the house off of, I found her, um, I actually went to school with her and I told her, I was like, hey, like, you ever think of, you know, something ever happened here? She said, yeah, Um, in the basement, in the playroom. Well, we turned the playroom into my fucking bedroom and her dad died in the house. I and mean, it didn't really um, mean anything for the chick with the white dress sitting at the end of my bed. But she said um, we had to light up candles and ask you to leave. So maybe you should, too. I did that. Nothing ever happened again.
1: That's crazy. Yeah, I don't. I don't mind the ghost that's in my house just because she really doesn't bother anybody. But I would be freaked out to stay anywhere uh, where I would not feel like super comfortable. I only did it once when I was on a trip to Gettysburg with that aunt, me and my mom stayed in a separate hotel and my aunt and her husband stayed at it down the street. And I don't know if you're super familiar with Gettysburg, but obviously the huge battle of Gettysburg, mm-hmm. so many lives. So we actually stayed in like an old um schoolhouse, but it was turned into a um, hospital during the actual war, but it was only the basement that was the hospital. I walked in and immediately felt uncomfortable. But this hotel was gorgeous. So me and my mom are hanging out, whatever. My aunt walks in that night. We had all went to dinner together. And she just looks at me and she goes, how are you sleeping here? Because I know you feel it. I was like, I know. I do feel it. That whole night, me and my mom just sat up staring at the ceiling because the energy in the room was so thick. It was as if you couldn't breathe. It was crazy. fuck. It was crazy. That's the only other experience I actually have of staying somewhere like actually super haunted besides my own house. But it, 99% of the besides time, my you, don't, own house. <laughs> you don't feel it 99% of the time. It's only when there's like huge, like life things going on, like major changes going on when you actually feel her presence. Other than that, it, the house feels normal.
0: Yeah, that trips me the fuck out. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, I guess we went way over the um, way, way, way past the, uh, the topics there. I don't feel like it's a good idea to get into uh COVID and New Earth, what we're gonna talk about. So that means that I stuck you in for a part two. No, I'm in. That was awesome. Um, anyway, thank you so much. Can you tell people where to find you?
1: Yes. So um my personal Instagram is Jacqueline Rose. Um, but my podcast Instagram is hijacked reality podcast. And then in that bio is my personal instagram um and then on twitter it's hijacked reality same thing um you can basically find me through the hijacked reality podcast instagram has all the links for everything
0: i will also have the link to everything on in the description for it to uh be a lot easier for the lazy people anyway (laughs) thank you so much for coming on that was super fun um yeah i guess you guys will be listening to this tonight um message out to all of you just stay safe and take off the mask thank you guys (laughs) decentralized deep drone and